Hello once again everyone, thanks for tuning in to another edition of AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into this week's episode, we of course want to uh, give a wonderful thanks to those who have been helping us bring the show to you for free on whichever podcast platform you choose to listen. Thanks to Smokin' Jay's Barbecue, you've had their delicious food at AIW shows, you can certainly get it uh at, at their own location now. You can go to Maslin, Ohio, if you're in that area, and you can get some smoking Jays. You don't have to just wait for an AIW show. Uh, they've got pickup. They've got, they're doing DoorDash and Uber Eats. It's all ready to go. Go to uh, smoking underscore Jays, J-A-Y-S, B-B-Q on Instagram or Twitter. Get more information and check out their menu and see what's available to you. And of course, hey, Thanks to the merger between Smartmark Video and IWTV, watching AIW has never been easier. You can go to smartmarkvideo.com and purchase DVDs or MP4s of basically anything ever recorded and put out for purchase by AIW. And of course, sign up at independentwrestling.tv. It's just $9.99 and you get to watch countless hours of independent wrestling, not just AIW, though we do have a rotating archive there, but so many other independent wrestling promotions, including original series from IWTV. Use the code ABSOLUTE, let them know that we sent you, and enjoy yourself some good old-fashioned wrestling. And uh, from there, we pop into this week's episode after a, a, a brief hiatus. Uh... You know, it's, I was a busy guy. So one week off. One all, week off. It, actually, it was all Steve Guy's fault. Why it was the podcast? Last week. <laughs> it was my fault. Yeah, that's one hundred percent true. Uh, I had the Cleveland Comedy Festival. I was a little busy. I basically had one day available well, uh, to view it, and I had to work late that day. So it just didn't, <laughs> you know it was it wasn't in the cards, as they say. That's right. They're, the card didn't change. They just, they just ended up being it no card. Stayed cards. the same. Yeah. <laughs> CGC. There it is. Uh, I so, did. I did get a chance though to uh, work on a couple of the Patreon podcasts that have been kind of floating around on my computer that needed to be edited. So uh, we released two uh, Patreon exclusive podcasts this week. There you go. In the absence of. The usual cards going to change podcast. What uh, what's out there now? Uh, I released a new school sucks, uh, which uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar, school sucks is a Patreon exclusive podcast hosted by Dominic Garini, where he interviews a student from the AIW Academy. Uh, and this week we released uh, Chuck Stone. So Dom and Chuck Stone talk about uh, you know Chuck's journey to. You know, signing up for the school and his experience, and um, also I released the uh, what is I'm calling the Lost Locker Room podcast, which uh-huh. is uh, when uh, you and several others started mm-hmm. recording a podcast in Jefferson, Ohio. Yeah. Uh, so I was uh, finally able to give that the uh, <laughs> the the once over that it needed. <laughs> it certainly did. There, uh, there was a moment I had to walk away, and I was uh, very nervous about what was going to happen when I walked away from that podcast and other people were doing it. So, I, you know, I gave that uh, the time that it needed, and uh, it's just about 30 minutes. I thought about releasing it publicly, but 
uh, I figured, you know, I would make that exclusive to the loyal patrons as well. Uh, a very entertaining podcast that's getting uh, rave reviews uh, <laughs> from everyone that has listened to it thus far. So I was able to work a little bit on the uh, extra stuff this week since we took uh, the week off from podcasting. Well, very, very cool. You know, that's a great segue because we roll into the shout-out segment. Shout-out to you, John Thorne, for getting that done, taking the time, working on, some, working on some Patreon stuff. That's important. The Patreon people, they love it. They're in those tiers for a reason, Yeah, and, and uh, I, you hooked them up. I'm going to, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to revamp some of the tiers and, um, you know, kind of – dial in a little bit more on the patreon uh you know we, we've had some some people unsubscribe uh you know because it was getting a little sparse and scarce there for a little bit but uh now that we're kind of locked in and you know we have a full schedule in 2022 i think there's going to be uh, a lot more opportunities to uh create that additional content that that uh, people were uh, becoming accustomed to uh, prior to the pandemic. So uh, sign up for that Patreon. You know, uh, you get first crack at tickets, all kinds of uh, special, special things, special podcast uh, video releases. Uh, we're going to work on adding some more unique features to it. Uh, I think it's just a matter of uh, all of us getting together and really, you know, dedicating a day to you know, figuring out the ins and outs of Patreon, to be perfectly honest with you, and uh, understanding the full capabilities of it. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense to me. You mentioned another name there that I am going to shout out. Uh, shout out to Chuck Stone on uh, well, what would it have been Friday night? Friday night, I was uh, winding things down, finished things off at uh, the Odeon which is where we had the Cleveland Comedy Festival of the year this year. Shout out to the Odeon. Might as well. We're in the process of it. Shout out to Chris and, and Matt and Jeff, the sound guy, for making things happen there, and Fredo, their security dude. Uh, shout out to all of them for holding it down and, and being just a huge part in, and uh, helping make the Cleveland Comedy Festival successful. But uh, I was out gallivanting in the streets of downtown Cleveland, and found myself in the dive bar with some out-of-town comics. They wanted to go to some places. Lo and behold, I look across the bar, and there's Chuck Stone. And hanging out at the dive bar on a Friday night. So, shout-out to Chuck Stone. Good time running into him. I am uh, going to take it back a few weeks, and I'm going to give a shout-out to Mick Foley. Uh, Mick Foley was, uh, you know... Nice enough to uh, make myself and several others uh, in the AIW crew uh, his personal guest for his comedy show uh, a few weeks ago at Hilarities. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was a great time as always. Uh, <laughs> Steve Guy, you had to come summon me to come to the to the <laughs> personal green room of, of Mick Foley, which was, you know, I've met him a bunch of times, but always a little... Always a little nerve wracking, you know what I mean? When you yeah. <laughs> when you're kind of put on the spot for that, uh, you know, one on one talk time. Uh, but it was it was a cool experience to go in there and uh, you know got to talk to Mick for a little bit and uh, you know we I don't know we probably spent about a half hour or forty five minutes in there with him just yeah just talking shop yeah and uh, you know he uh, put on a great show 
and um, you know we helped him out with his meet and greet after. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, I, I brought some replica tickets from the Kawasaki Dream King of the Deathmatch tournament uh, that somebody gave me a long, long, long time ago. Uh, George Mayfield, I think, gave them to me. Uh, for all you East Coasters, uh, you're probably familiar with Mr. Mayfield, who sets up shop. Uh, well, he used to set up shop at the Chikara shows and the big events that would happen at the ECW arena. <coughs> he gave me these replica tickets. Um, and I just had them sitting around my house, so I took them with me, and uh, I got them autographed by Cactus Jack himself. Wow! Uh, so cool little uh, memorabilia pieces added to my collection. Uh, so shout out to Mick Foley. Yeah, it was a it was a good time. It was real fun. We're sitting in there, and he, and he's like, "Hey guys, uh, I know that it's been two years, but do you know what I talked about the last time I was here?" <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, Mick, like, COVID two, COVID two years is, is like 10. Like, yeah. nobody remembers anything. Nobody cares. Just Yeah, just tell you. I was like, dude, just tell your story. Like, just just go with it. You know yeah, what I mean? You're going to be fine. And, uh, yeah, shout out. Speaking of that show, you know, we, we helped out with everything afterwards. Shout out to Arthur MacArthur handling the, the photo portion of that. And uh, Derek Dillinger. Took over the merch stand for me. Running the merch stand. Yeah, Ran the merch Mickey, stand. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Also, I suppose I should shout out Derek Dillinger because <laughs> we were involved later on that night in what can only be described as a uh, female brawl that you would see on World Star. <laughs> like. And we were involved in breaking on a Sunday it up night. on a Sunday night at uh, City Tap in downtown Cleveland. There were some young ladies who were fighting, and uh, they were arguing quite loudly. And uh, it didn't look good. The poor bar staff—it was just a guy and a girl that were working, and they were trying to get some some girls to leave. I will say this: for a Sunday night, downtown was a buzz. It was popping. You know, the yeah. Browns were out of town. Yeah, but downtown was a buzz on a Sunday night. I was shocked. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was quite busy. Were they out of town? No, they were. Yeah, they're in Cincinnati. Oh, they were in Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. And I looked at Derek and I said, "Hey, man, uh, do you think we should step in there and help them out? Because at this point, we were just, you know." It was just trying to get some people to leave, right? And not hit each other. And he said, no, that's not our problem. Well, I said, okay. But if it goes down, we, we're we the two biggest guys here. We probably do have to do something. And I'm obviously not very big, but that's saying something. And uh, next thing you know, these girls start swinging on each other. And it gets, there. people are throwing stuff. It, it's getting wild. And I was like, oh, shit. And we had to go over there. And we had to separate them. We had to hold a door closed so that girls weren't trying to get in. It was uh, it was chaotic. And it was very weird. We're, we're breaking up this fight. And then these two dudes are like, hey, we're, uh, we're AIW and comedy fans. We go to the shows. It, like, having, trying to have a conversation with Derek and I while we're breaking up this brawl. And it's like, why don't you guys... <laughs> help what are you doing and then there was some weird pilot dude who when we left was like uh can i walk with you guys because i don't want to walk by myself like he was gonna get beat up by this this group of girls and we're like what the hell is happening uh on this very strange sunday night in cleveland it was 
I had a much different experience when I left. <laughs> I bet. Because <laughs> I didn't stay. I, you know, I had to work on Monday, so I got yeah. right out of there. And, uh, walking uh, back to the car, and uh, there appears to be a dead body. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> a dead body. Uh, what, uh, stunt flanner, you know, like, uh, I think, it, what's the, what, like, Flannery's is at the end of East 4th, and then there's something next to it. I think it's a Mexican restaurant, like, across the, you know, across the alley or whatever from it. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Or uh, well, there used to be something there. I don't know. If there is something there right now. It used to be well, like there's he- tables and there's like tables and stuff and chairs out there and like it's closed. And there's just like a, an unconscious person like underneath the table. And uh, I was like, "What? Is that doesn't look right." And it looked like there was like like a pool of blood next to their head. Oh my god! So I was like, uh, "Hello." Like, are you okay? Uh, and then uh, he started talking, and then a uh, a man came out of the shadows. I think it was like a it was like a scam that they were running, and uh, I thought that uh, I was going to be a dead body. I'll, I'll put it that way. <laughs> got out of there. Got out of there pretty quick. It was a so leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> I said, what leave me the wild. fuck alone. I'm just making sure this guy's not dead. <laughs> What a wild night. Uh, wow. Yeah. Hey, uh, shout out to uh, AIW fans, Denise and Amy and Matt and Devin and Wayne, photographer Wayne, Wayne Palmer. Uh, I'm trying to think of anybody else. That's off the top of my head. If I missed you, I'm sorry. But they all came to uh, the Dolph Ziggler show as part of the Cleveland Comedy Festival. And I really appreciate that, and it was awesome. So big thanks to them. You know, I was trying to make it down there, and I had family obligations, like uh, which is one of my least favorite obligations to have. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I just couldn't, I just couldn't get loose. You know, I had to. My uh, uncle, who passed away a couple of years ago, his mm. kids came into town for their birthdays. Mm. Uh, so I had to, uh, be a respectable family, uh, member on Saturday night. Uh, yeah. went to, uh, Wasabi in independence, which is a long, long endeavor for uh, dinner. What do you get at a place like Wasabi? Steak. Just steak? Steak and noodles. Okay. And that's it. Noodles untouched, like just butter on the noodles or what? Yeah, they just give you like they just fry up the noodles. You ever been there? They just fry the noodles up in front of you, you know, like yeah, just oh, okay. put some so garlic on them or whatever. All right, so you're down with that. You're good with the yeah, and some fried rice. hibachi stuff there. Yeah, no, yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, that's all it is. Is like a hibachi grill or whatever. Yeah, okay. but I mean, we got we got the, we went there at like five thirty. It's an hour wait, and then you got to go through the whole fucking ordeal. You know what I mean? They got to do the squirt the wine in your mouth and do all that fucking, you know, the bells and whistles. And I mean, by the time, by the time I got out of there, it was, it was eight o'clock, you know? And I was like, "Ah, well, if I go to this Dolph Ziggler show, then, you know, it's not going to be enjoyable because I just ate all this fried, these fried noodles, you know? Yeah. 
So I just went and uh, I ended up just uh, couching it up, and I ordered the AEW pay-per-view, and uh, that was that was about it, you know. Very uh, very low key weekend for me. A little little under the weather as well. So okay, you know, I just uh, <laughs> decided to you know do a little night quill. Night cool action on Saturday and Sunday night as well. So Go nutty night, pass right out, huh? You know that night quill. It, it, does, it doesn't it knock doesn't, me out, man. Oh man, it knocks me the fuck out. Oh, I'm, I'm envious. Yeah, it knocks me out. I'm still not feeling uh, too hot, but I feel like I am on the road to recovery. <coughs> I don't really have uh, any. Uh, no any big shout outs. Shout outs? Man, no. well, I got I got more. I've had a big week, man. Uh, all you already mentioned. Well, shout out to Dolph Ziggler. Uh, it was a really fun show. It was great. Uh, glad to have him here. We did some uh, some brother time afterwards, hanging out. I mean, all night really. And uh, and big shout out to Ryan Nemeth too, because so Ryan had to uh, he had to go to Rampage on Friday night in Minnesota. And then from there, flew himself to Cleveland on Saturday morning uh, because he wasn't going to be a part of, uh, he wasn't doing anything on the pay-per-view. So he flew in to be a part of the show on Saturday, and and it was awesome. It was, it was fun to have him. It was cool to have uh, both those guys there and then hang out with everybody. And uh, their uncle's band, Nunfist, was amazing. This metal band, they dressed like nuns <laughs> but have like zombie makeup on it's like this is the whole... odian gonna is the odian gonna add them to any future bills coming dude, up dude i don't know i i tell you what i assume they're a draw i i told nick i was like i all the comics loved it and i am genuinely serious I'm like booking nun fist to now close out the cleveland comedy festival every year might be might be the, the move they were they were something else, man. It was great. They were so cool, and uh, but extended shout out to Dolph Ziggler because uh, the efforts that he put forth to promote his show was incredible. You know, if if you are because there are some who listen to this, if you are a comedian, you're a pro wrestler. I don't if if you're an entertainer in general. No matter what the field is, I implore you to look at Dolph Ziggler's social media and understand like that's how you push something that you are on and you want people to come to. It was crazy. I mean, it, but that's but you I, know that's the way it should be, and that's, I, that's way, what I'm saying. That's yeah, that's, that's the way. You know, uh, promoter rant here. Like a lot of these independent wrestlers, even wrestlers from the AW school, just think they're like too cool to promote. You know what I mean? Like they just want to, they want to reap the benefits of being a wrestler without putting in the effort of promoting their own personal brand. You know what I mean? And that, that is nothing to do. That's not even AIW specific. That is just in general. You know, people. Yeah will promote that they'll do the check me out at these three shows this weekend and you know just do one post with all three posters and it'll be the day of the first show and you know that's that it drives me nuts you know and 
<coughs> a lot of people criticize Matt Cardona for whatever reason. That guy promotes every fucking thing that yeah. he does. You know what I mean? Uh, guess what? Everybody in the world knows that Matt Cardona wrestled for Beyond last week because he's posted about it 45 fucking times. <laughs> you know? Like... And then when he does AIW, he'll post about it 45 fucking times, you know? Yeah. And that's after the fact. That doesn't even include the, the build-up, his various podcasts, YouTube, all his other, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah. And that, in general, though, the idea is, and this is, you know, promoters pay attention to this stuff. Like, I noticed, I, I will notice when people promote things, you know, like... Mm-hmm. Here's a perfect example is, you know, uh, the TV2 from the Kent area came and did a little feature on AIW and they filmed at the school and <laughs> they talked to some of the people there and they put together what a great two and a half minute news, like, you know, video news thing, you know, news story. Yeah, yeah. And I told the student, like, I, I said, hey, can you guys, you know, share this? This is great. This is great publicity for you. This is great publicity for the school, for the company. Mm-hmm. Can you guys like all go to their Facebook page and like it and share it? And like, I don't know, it's got like 12, 12 likes on it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like simple things, you know, that takes no effort really at all other than 10 seconds. Yeah. It, even like you just hit it right there. Even just the sharing or the retweeting, you know, like that helps. And it, it getting people there in general is going to grow your followers, right? And it's going to get more eyes on you. So if you're doing it and then somebody else on the show is doing it, now whoever is going to come to the show for you is going to see that person. And whoever's coming to the show for that person is now going to find out about you. And it's just this it, its this collective group effort will get everybody a lot further. And look, not people aren't always going to show up when you're posting about it. And that's, I get that. But put forth the effort for the sake of those that are investing time and money and other things in you. You know, like it's, it's like... <laughs> And I know it sounds like, you know, like typical complainy promoter, and that's really not what it is. Like, for for instance, this, you know, uh, Kent Wired, you know, TV2 did this thing, and, like, you're on the news. Like, this is something, mm-hmm. you know, for students, like, this is something to say, hey, mom, dad, like, this thing that I do that you think is stupid because everybody's parents – probably think it's stupid you know what sure, i mean yeah. like we got thanksgiving coming up we're all gonna get asked about the stupid wrestling thing that we do i'm sure you know yeah. like like every you know everybody involved in independent wrestling does uh but like this is like a thing that like for the optics of your life makes it seem like you are doing something that matters you know and yeah. uh it's just hey like this is a good thing for you. You know, this is the kind of stuff that plays well to the Facebook full of family members. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. hey, look, Aunt Betty, like, I'm doing it. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I mean, that's just my little my little promotional rant, but it's a thing that 
bother, it's the thing that bothers me because you know I get it. The promoting is my job, and I I think I do a pretty good job of it. But you right. know the team effort, you know, uh, only helps everybody. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Hey, guess what? Like uh, the average fan that I bring in is probably not going to buy your T-shirt. You know, if you're fresh out of the wrestling school. Yeah. Well, and what people don't realize too is. It, it's so simple and easy sometimes. Like, not everyone that follows, let's say I'm wrestling for AIW, and folks don't get excited about that. That is, this is completely 100% hypothetical. I know somebody's going to be in the Discord, be like, oh, Steve Guy said, shut up. Okay. Uh, Some, somebody, you know. You yeah. Know. Yeah. There's a, there's a couple. So, Scott Random, come on. So, uh, A-Rose, come on, come on, this is not happening. So, anyway, let's say I, I, I were, and people who follow me may not follow the AIW account, right? So, if AIW is putting all this stuff out, oh, come see Steve Guy, come see this, come see that, well, the people who are interested in seeing me do that may never know because I didn't share AIW stuff or I didn't post about it. You know what I mean? So it just helps get more bodies there and people get more interested cross to you promotion. in cross-promotion. It is, a, it is an exchange of services that benefits both parties. Yeah, you know? exactly. Exactly. It's mutually, it is mutually beneficial. And, and people uh, lose sight of that sometimes. It's like, But, just, I mean, you know, you, for example, you know, you only really are a promoter once a year for this Cleveland Comedy Festival, and I'm sure there's people that you wish were probably promoting a, a little bit harder than, you know, others. You know, for every Dolph Ziggler, there's a million Mikey Montgomery's, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we do shows throughout the entire year. We just have the big festival uh, once a year. This is like... Uh, I don't, I don't know. A good comparison would be like our WrestleMania weekend, but in comedy in different states and cities, every city and state does something like uh, the collective or uh, you know high spots as a WrestleCon. You know what I mean? Like every state and city has their own thing. There is no WrestleMania of comedy. Just like every city has an indep- their own independent wrestling company. Yeah, yeah, but but a lot of the big cities will do these multi-day things, you know? So we did, uh, I think it ended up being like 15 shows over the course of four days. Um, you know, and that's, that's a lot of stuff. So that big thing is happening all the time. But yet there are individual shows throughout the year, and you're right, those don't necessarily have the Dolph Ziggler's on them, but those do have the Mikey Montgomery's on them, and you you want those uh, those people to promote the shows that they're going to be on. That's that's how they grow. Absolutely, you want them to do that. And like you're sitting here pushing in, it's like, all right, guys. Like I just said, not everybody follows that follows you follows the Cleveland Comedy Festival, so they may not know that you're on this show unless you say something about it. Don't you want them to come to the show? There you go. And, you know, uh, for independent wrestlers right now, I mean, let's look at the landscape of the business, right? Shoutouts are over. We're getting into biz talk now, you know? Let's look (laughs) at the landscape. About 200 free agents have hit the market in the last 12 months. You know, like, who all got a little bit more reach than all of you. So you gotta you, you have to make up ground because 
if you want to really do this, the game has totally changed, right? Like the reports are out. WWE wants 25 or younger, over six feet tall. So if you if you're not that, okay, where is your next stop to make a living? AEW. AEW has signed every major free agent available, right? Mm-hmm. Like they they aren't going to be able like you know, they're not going to be able to sign every Lee Moriarty that's tearing it up, right? Like right. they already got Lee Moriarty. Yeah. Uh okay, so then you have Impact. Uh does Impact is Impact going to, you know, pay you a living salary? That is debatable, right? Like <laughs> there's varying reports on on that. So and and then you get your MLWs, Ring of Honor is they claim that they're going to come back. Uh, I don't know. I think it's highly unlikely, you know, like we saw Jay Lethal, you know, he was, he was arguably their guy. Yeah. Arguably their guy. Not only that, you know, he was, he, he was signed and he asked to be released from, you know, what they had, you know, cause they had people signed through December or whatever. And he said, Hey, I would like my release. And, uh, anybody that watched that, uh, AEW media scrum, they said, will you be at final battle? He said, no, you know, so like, (laughs) you know, that doesn't sound, uh, too good for ring of honors prospects. Uh, so you have to promote yourself, you know, as like, you can't just be complacent with being a wrestler right now, because these guys that had a taste of living it as a career, Mm-hmm. They want it again, and they are, you know, not all. Some will lose that hunger because of, you know, being released or whatever. But a lot of them are going to come out of the gate extremely hungry and extremely motivated. Uh, <laughs> so that is my little message to guys on the indies right now. I mean, it is a it is a promoter's market. And yeah. Uh, you know, there are so much, there's so much talent out there, you know, from TV talent to independent talent. Um, you have to do something, you have, you have to step up and promote your shows and, uh, promote yourself and make yourself stand out because it is, I feel going to be a tough go for a lot of independent wrestlers now because you know for the last like what since 2014 there has been a clear trajectory like get over get signed like Mm -hmm. it happened so much now that's not gonna happen now it's kind of going back to how it was you know forever where yeah you know aew is obviously an x-factor but you know as far as wwe was concerned that was like a winning lotto ticket, you know, mm-hmm. very like, like a, a Seth Rollins was like such a rarity to get signed in, you know, the, the early 2000s, 2010s, you know, you know, like uh, that it was so rare, you know, uh, Brian Danielson, same thing, like not yeah. a lot of that. So, you know, it's, it's, there will be ways for people to make a living, but you know, you have to stand out, you know, like look at Effie, like 
Effie is another guy promotes everything he does, you know, makes himself stand out. You know, yeah. uh, there are, there are a lot of, there's going to be a lot of shows in 2022. I've, you know, just our schedule is pretty big already. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a couple other schedules that are big, but everybody wants to use the same people, you know? Right. So right. how are you going to stand? How are you going to, you know, break through? Yeah. Uh, that is, you know, and that goes back to, you know, the original point of all it takes is a little effort in promoting yourself, you know, and people will notice it. Well, speaking of guys that found a way to really push and promote himself that caught on with people and is now doing even bigger things. Let's talk about all ego Ethan Page, right? I mean, he is kind of synonymous with that. Like, he's the first... He may not be the first, but he's the at least the first one that stands out. Everybody is doing this these vlogs now of their wrestling road trips. But he was, I mean, to me at least, <coughs> I could be wrong, but he is the one that it really truly first stood out with that you saw well, it all the time, and he was doing different things with it and made it a thing. And of course, I bring this up because he'll be back uh, December eighteenth, folks. He is the big return that we were teasing a couple of weeks ago. Well, uh, you know, before he went to WWE, Kevin Steen was doing it a little bit. Um, okay, yeah. But not a lot since him, you know? And Ethan mm-hmm. Page really dedicated himself to it the last few years. And, uh, you know, now it is, you know, it's one of the more popular wrestling vlogs. And now everybody's, you know, now yeah. people have seen his popularity, but... You know, he puts hours and hours. And here's the thing about Ethan Page. Before he was signed, you know, Ethan Page was a guy that would make videos of himself, like do all these different promotional things, like, um, you know, got very interactive on social media. <coughs> he would go to, you know, for example, like he would um, go to promoters and, you know, say, hey, I can, you know, make you DVD trailers and I can, you know, I can do graphic work for you. And I can, you know, he made himself an asset, not only in the ring, but you know, in other avenues to where it's like, it's, it's much easier to book the guy that's going to also, you know, uh, he can also make the DVD trailer for you and, you know, do special video work. And, um, you know, (coughs) it's, uh, and it's, you know, he's taken a long road, but, you know, he has been being booked consistently for years, long before Impact, long before AEW. You know, he's had a full calendar. So, mm-hmm. and that's because he put in the work. You know, he's told me, and he's told me, you know, for his vlogs, he puts, you know, a full, like, work week in on those vlogs, you know, editing them and, you know, doing you know, the, the different releases and, you know, making Patreon content and all this other stuff, you know, that it's that in itself is a full-time job. And I just think that some people are content with the idea of being wrestlers and there's nothing wrong with that, right? but there is going to be, it's, it's going to be a lot harder to book just the wrestler. You know what mm. I mean? When 
you can book the guy that is going to cut the promo and he's going to do all this extra stuff and promote himself and promote your show and is engaging with fans like uh you know a Danhausen is a perfect example of that you know like yeah. this guy will he will do things and promote the show and draw in a fan base but you know and listen there's it's not as easy as it sounds either you know what i mean like it's not that easy to stand out but i just feel that some people don't even try you know they just you know hey i'm wrestling tomorrow mm-hmm. and that's all you get yeah yeah they gotta put the effort into the uh into the character and the self-promotion i mean it really kind of goes hand in hand uh if you've got if you're comfortable and know who your character is the promotion and all the other stuff starts to come a little bit easier i think too right we always use dan Housen as an example and and ethan page and you know it it, it all works um so anyway, but yeah, December December 18th, we're back at the Odeon. Ethan Page will be there. Uh, Full-on Men of the Year meet and greet. <laughs> yeah, he's going he's gonna to bring his fancy Men of the Year, Men of the Year outfits, do a full meet and greet in, uh, you know, one of those $500 shirts. <laughs> uh, it was such a far cry from Karate Man. But again, I mean, just uh, using him as an example, there's another thing that he went full into, and it was incredible. Uh, it took the time to do it. It was great. Uh, but, uh, you know, also within the last two weeks since we have been off uh, from here, uh, the, the card for Hell on Earth has started to take shape. And uh, we're starting to see some matches here. And uh, and they're certainly worth talking about. The the big one, of course, Kaplan versus PCO. Oh. Uh, I mean, my goodness. Everybody said, who should have this match? And we, of course, mentioned Dr. Britt Baker, still your AEW Women's Champion, by the way. Uh, sp- spoiler alert, but whatever. Uh, you know, she said that she would stop following if you didn't make this match happen. And I'm, I don't want to say that that threat is what did it, but is that threat let's what be, did it? Let's be honest. Like, this was the, 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 this the was match, the match. <laughs> from the second I talked to PCO. Yes, it was. <laughs> I can vouch for that. There's, I mean, sometimes the fans are, are very much in tune with what we're thinking, like, for a reason, obviously. But this, you know, you say PCO, and just because Kaplan has still had a hell of a year, all of us everywhere we're all collectively thinking whether we're a part of the company or as fans there's only one guy that should be having this match and it's Kaplan uh I don't know what to expect from it I mean I do but I don't you know you know, he, you know exactly what to expect <laughs> I do I do uh but at the same time Kaplan does things where like was it last show he does he does the cannonball off the ring and uh, uh, nobody's home, right? He goes right to the floor or into a table or something. I, I mean, there are those little things that I don't, there are always these moments where, uh, you know, I watch a match and I think I've seen everything in a Kaplan match. And then there are moments like that where I'm like, well, maybe now I've seen everything out of a Kaplan match. Can we talk about though, how, you know, coming out of the pandemic, you know, Kaplan, who was 
virtually out of the business is now like just throwing himself in full go. Yeah, he's ready to go, man. I, you know, go for broke. I think reinvigorated him. Um, the match he had with Josh Bishop for uh, up in JCW, I think that reinvigorated him. Uh, yeah, he's he's dedicated. He's ready to go, man. And I mean, speaking of fancy shirts and man of the year outfits, we got to talk to Ethan Page. If they need a third guy for crying out loud. Put Kaplan up there with his little cigar and those sunglasses. Looking like a million bucks, you know. Uh, Psycho Clown, the booking of that. Psycho Clown, Matt Justice. This is another one, just going to be off the rails. Plus Fonzie in the corner. I love, by the way, that Fonzie talking trash to Psycho Clown on Instagram. Did you notice that comment this week? (laughs) Yes. And also a talking trash to Ziggy Heim. He's just talking trash to everyone. Uh, Fonzie's going to be doing uh, a meet and greet with Sabu this weekend, actually, at Time Capsule Toys. I don't know what day. but uh, Oh, okay. Fonzie and Sabu are going to be doing a signing together in, in Gerard, Ohio, this weekend. Uh, I don't know what day. You'll have to look into it. I don't have any information <laughs> on it. Very, very nice. Oh, well, you know... Uh, this past weekend, uh, so we're, we're standing in the Odeon. I'm standing at the bar with Ryan Nemeth, and he just looks and he goes, "Why is there an autographed Fonzie eight by ten behind the bar at the Odeon?" <laughs> I said, "Why isn't there? Why would there yeah, not why be? There? Why wouldn't there be one? Like, why wouldn't there? This is this is Fonzie's home, man. Like it's got pictures. Fonzie's of the guy, so. though. He carries the eight by tens in the in the briefcase, you know, and uh, he leaves them for the waitresses and the waiters and the bartenders everywhere he goes. That was uh, it was definitely one of one of the funnier moments uh, to happen there. Um, you know, it, it, the ongoing theme for AIW this year has been opportunity for various people. We talk about regrouping. And when we talked about the business aspect of stuff just a little bit ago, even on here, you know, everybody's using the same people. Well, we're not exactly. We are, but we're not. We obviously have the students. We have this homegrown talent. And because everybody's been using the same people, but also because travel, all these various things, these factors that have played into it, our students have been getting a few more opportunities. And this show has multiple matches where that is again the case you've got two and infinity beyond taking on bulking season that's a huge opportunity (coughs) for those guys but but you know to kind of add on to your point or counter your point yeah a lot of these so-called students are getting booked outside of aiw now as well you know so it's like uh are we creating opportunities for them or are they the opportunities for everybody? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's, 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 that has been very fulfilling. You know, even people like Kaplan have been getting bookings outside of the company. Like, uh, you know, they're becoming sought after talents, you know, a lot of them. So, um, you know, and it's unfortunate for what's been going on with Dominic Garini because, you know, he was able to take a lot of people on the road and do things. And now that can't happen with, you know, what's going on with this health stuff. But 
it's great to see that, you know, uh, <clears throat> even members only, I see them, you know, they're, they're, yeah. you know, showing up on all sorts of shows, you know, all around and, uh, balking season, you know, Arthur MacArthur, you know, uh, as you know, we've joked Arthur elite wrestling, he's been, you know, getting some AEW <laughs> things going on and all sorts of, you know, just different, you know, bookings for, for everybody. So, um, that has been, uh, you know, a fulfilling thing is like, you know, we make them and you can take them, you know, and we'll yeah. keep making them. Yeah. Which is, yeah, we'll keep making them. It is. It's a, a, a tribute to how well the school works, you know, that these guys are getting these opportunities. And then when they're getting opportunities elsewhere, they're, I mean, it's two things. They're getting the opportunities on our shows. And they're doing a great enough job. They're standing out on those to the point that other promotions are seeing it and then wanting to book them. And then when they are there, they're making the most of those opportunities. That's a, I mean, that's a, a hugely great thing and sometimes uh, an underrated um, aspect of, of what we do at the school, which, oh, by the way, we'll be uh, getting a trainer back. It's, it looks like he says he's, he says he's ready to go in December, he thinks. Uh, yeah, Prohibition uh, has started training again at the school sporadically, um, and uh, you know he he as well has a bunch of you know injuries and health things going on, uh, but he is going to <coughs> start <coughs> start training full time again at the AW Academy uh, starting. Uh, I believe, let me look at a calendar here, uh, December 1st. So oh, December 1st, good. he will he will be back uh, on a regular basis. Well, good. Yeah. Plus, uh, school getting kind of back in session more, very different year than last year and the year before. I'm sure, you know, that took up a lot of his time, too, on top of the injuries. And, and he's definitely the guy who wants to at least roll around a, a little bit when he was, when he's there. He's I mean he got the injuries under control enough that he can do that, but cuz previously he was so banged up, I think that he I don't embarrass isn't a good word, but I, I think that he just felt like I want to teach them, but I also want to be able to show them some things by him, you know, by doing it and he just couldn't he couldn't really do much of anything. Uh you know, for for the better part of the year, but it'll be nice to have him back. I know the uh, the students will enjoy that. Um, speaking of coming back, though, uh, members only. You mentioned them. They've got a tag match against the Bitcoin Boys, Mikey Montgomery, who we mentioned earlier. Uh, just as an example, folks, don't read too much into that one either. But oh, Mikey Montgomery it. coming read back, into it. coming back from uh, injury. Yeah, he's. Uh... He has been cleared. Uh, I think, you know, he's done a few little shows, you know, to kind of work the kinks out a little bit. Um, so, you know, he was cleared in late October. Uh, so he is ready to get back in, get back into the uh, end of the mix in AIW. So um, I figured, uh, you know, why not... Uh, throw members only another bone you know what i mean they've done great in their opportunities thus far um <coughs> and uh you know uh i 
at least one of them is from the East Lake-ish area. So uh, I figured that would also be a nice little, you know, homecoming uh, for, uh, I believe, Malcolm Cambridge. Oh, I'm not not 100% on uh, Calvin's uh, origin story, but Malcolm is from the area. Let me ask you this, because we talked about self-promotion. When guys go back and forth and talk trash to each other on Twitter about an upcoming match, because these two sides have been talking a lot of trash to each other on Twitter in the last uh, few days or so, can that help? Does that help garner attention for the promotion or or the match? If people just you know maybe get inside and are entertained by what the heck's going on and they want to find out more. I mean, uh, that it's that perspective is hard for me because it's kind of like eye rolly for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm scrolling my feed, but I don't know. You know, that's really more of a question for fans. Like. Uh, what one thing I've noticed is like everything that I found like eye relief throughout the pandemic seems to work, you know, <laughs> for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah. So like maybe I'm just not the person to to judge certain things, you know. Uh, maybe I'm too close to the to the source material, mm-hmm. you know, to to be able to you know remove myself and and see it for what it is. Uh, so I don't know, really, honestly. Okay. Yeah, it was just something I thought of. Like, well, you know, because somebody might follow them and see the quote tweets and, and think, what the hell is this all about? This just made me giggle a little bit. And then uh, and then there they go. So I don't know. Thought I, I thought I mentioned that. And, and also returning from injury, Riley Rose on this show. We haven't seen him in months because of an injury. So this will be Since good. Since July. So. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Wow. It's been that long. Wow. Well, it's been, I mean, it's been that long for both of them, really. Was it the same show? Did they get injured on the... No, Mikey got injured after the fact. He got injured at the Danhausen show, I believe, right? That sounds... Yes. Yes, Danhausen was in August. August. Yeah, the day before WrestleRager was Mikey's injury. Yeah, Riley Rose was uh, out in uh, the Ashtabula or Jefferson's show. Yep. So it'll be nice to have him back, taking on Jocelyn Navarro, whose uh, stock, of course, continues to rise. So this is this is good. This is shaping up to be a really good card. Are there more matches to be announced? Uh, yes. Uh, just uh, just announced yesterday, as you're listening to this, but right now, as we're recording, mm-hmm. it uh, it will be Matt Cardona and PME taking on the Rip City Shooters and a mystery partner. Oh, that's Who's a, the third man, Steve? Who's the third man? Uh, I, mean, I can't say. It's not me. Mabel's that's, dead, so it can't, it can't be Mabel. It's, <laughs> it's uh, this will be interesting. This is a challenge kind of, Josh Bishop was talking about that on here, he was fingers saying he crossed, that, he fingers crossed, match. fingers crossed. Uh huh. It's Hogan again as the third man. I was gonna say that's probably not Hogan, but uh, I wish we didn't have that good of a 2021 pal that we can. Oh, we certainly have not uh, financially sustained that from <coughs> you know paying him, but also you know 
the potential backlash. We're, we're <laughs> There's paying. a lot of a lot of things that go with that. Hey man, we we did okay with Sonny. We did, yeah. Uh, yeah, still, that's gonna be still paying off our twenty uh, twenty twenty debts though. So I don't think that's I don't think Hogan's in the cards. I'll say this: I don't think that it's Brickster. I don't think that the Brickster walking away from wrestling is a work thing, right? Can you confirm or deny that? I don't know who the third man is. Oh, you don't know either. No. Oh. When do you think? When do you think you'll know? Because you got to approve this, right? You got to approve paying whoever this is. I, I, dude, I listen. Sometimes the Rip City Shooters go off on their their own little. They're off in their own little world. So you think it's going to be? Yeah. So sometimes you think it's going to be one person, and then like day of, <laughs> it's something else entirely. I don't know. They've they got a lot of they got a lot of new friends. I'll, I'll say that. It seems. Mm. They are well. They're popular guys. I can't confirm. I cannot confirm nor deny who it is. It could be the Brickster, though. Okay, so maybe that you think maybe could be all for show. I don't know. Oh, you man. know, and, and this is my theory is because you know they wanted to do this in this big secret thing. Yeah. I think, I think that it's the Brickster as a makeup because the Brickster no showed the show against Tom, and he oh. knew that I was mad at him. <laughs> well, we know it's not the masked marauder because he's already been unveiled as having been the Brickster, which I, well, I guess it could be the marauder, but Brickster. Uh, all right, we'll find out. Now I'm excited. I get, My mind is swirling because they I have, don't know if I... <laughs> I don't know if I'm excited. I'll say that. <laughs> well, it, yeah, as a curiosity, I suppose, and uh, and I'm nervously excited. Is that better? Yeah, I don't know how excited I am because it could, it literally could be anyone. We have they have made a lot of new friends, as you it suggested. It could be anyone. Oh man. Well, I hope it's Scott Hall. We shall see. Oh, me too. Scott Hall be the third. That's man. a good one. That yeah, that'd be pretty sweet, right? The Rip City Shooters and Scott Hall. Um, I will say this, you know, uh, tickets. Only general admission left. Uh, we are gonna run out of chairs. If you are a general admission ticket buyer and you bring your own chair, I don't care. Set it up in the four, fourth row or wherever. Just not at, nowhere in the first three rows. Uh, if you, you know, uh, I know that there's <laughs> some people are concerned about, you know, not getting a chair. Listen, we've, we've rented, uh, a few hundred chairs. Uh, I would imagine that we're going to run out of chairs. That's the way it seems. Wow. So <clears throat> if you want to bring your own chair to play it safe, uh, that's fine. That's totally fine. Just, uh, you know be a fucking adult about it right like don't be stupid uh and you know you can bring your own chair and just you know set it up you know in the fourth row or or beyond and uh everything will be fine but uh i you know we're still a few weeks out i have a goal in mind for this show we have not hit it as of yet okay uh so i urge you to please buy a ticket to Hell on Earth 16. I've had this plan 
since, uh, you know, we've been allowed to come back that I want this to be our coming out party to, you know, bring us in to 2022 and a fresh clean slate start so to speak uh and i want this to be you know the kickoff to that and you know this has been my plan since we were able to come back in the easing into everything <coughs> you know we've always had this event in mind as the real like yeah. hey let's do it you know like mm-hmm. so if you're an aw fan out there that you know, has been on the fence or whatever, come live. Uh, as far as I know, I don't think it's going to stream. So come experience it live. Uh, buy a ticket. Let's pack this place. Um, you know, we've we've tried to do things the right way throughout the whole pandemic. You know, we've it's been well documented on this podcast, you know, whether – we feel we've done the right thing or the wrong thing. Uh, all that stuff, we don't need to rehash all those conversations. But please come support this one. You know, obviously, we have thrown down a huge budget on talent. You know, Psycho Clown, PCO, yeah. Double J, Cardona. The list goes on and on and on. Like, oh, let's. What, what was that noise for? Is Double J going to be the third guy? I don't know. You got to wait and see. Oh, my God. Are the shooters in with Double J? <laughs> All right. Sorry. Continue on. I just, I'm just thinking the possibilities are endless. They're there now. Holy smoke. All right. Continue on. So let's, you know, let's, let's, let's pack this. You know, like we're sparing no expense for this event. You know, we've rented a gigantic building. Uh, you know, we've got chair. You know, like, let's pack it. You know, I, I know I do this big spiel every time, but, you know, this is the one that I want everybody. I want every fan that's ever come or whatever that was, you know, supporting before. I want everybody back on November 26th. Like, that is, that's the plan. That's what I want to do. I want, uh, I, you know, for everybody to feel some some normalcy again you know from the fans to the wrestlers in the back you know uh, we we experienced it in Akron now i want i want to do better than what we did in Akron i want this to be one of if not the biggest event that AIW has ever done hell yeah let's do it fire it up I don't. I got. That's it. Let's end it with that. We got questions in the Discord. Oh shit! Did you say that? You did that? You did the Discord question thing? We got Man, questions. We've been talking for a whole hour. This is like the. Uh, it's like freaking Mick Foley and Dolph Ziggler show. Let's do something else for an extended period of time, and then hey, folks, now we'll take your questions. Uh, all right. Let's see here. Where did you ask in the podcast section, John Thorne, or in the regular section? Podcast. Okay. Okay podcast here we go submit your questions oh boy any thoughts of making oh this is a good question there, there was actually there was a couple of, like from last week too if you can find them because i was going to do a solo one and then only like two questions got asked so i didn't oh, but oh i'll let you because my phone died so it's all on you now <clears throat> okay um 
This is, we've had this question from multiple people, uh, in person I've gotten it at least. Any thoughts of making replica AIW title belts available for purchase? Um, it has been discussed for sure. Um, but, you know, obviously there would be a gigantic price involved, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, if somebody seriously was interested in that, you know, I could. Uh, it, I, I don't think that it would be a, a, an item in a store, right? Because the amount of money it would cost to order and stock would be pretty crazy, right? Um, but if somebody was really interested, they could message me, and we would probably be able to get something, you know, at cost, right? Like, you know, like not. The same, not the same materials, but something very similar, you yeah. know, and uh, we would probably, it would still be a couple hundred, at least a couple hundred bucks, right? right? So like, right, right, yeah. You know, we wouldn't, you know, it, it would probably be something that we would set up with our uh, belt designer and, uh, you know, just kind of work a deal like that. So if somebody's seriously interested, you know, we could, we could discuss it. Okay. On an individual basis. There you go. Um, I'm not really sure what this is one is what's meant by this. Can you release the meet and greet pictures on the Patreon page before events? Oh, so like so the, like the eight by tens, the eight by tens that will be available. Oh, <laughs> just to let people know what they'd have as options, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's what we're asking. Or I mean, would yeah. somebody want to print out their own? I don't. No, I think like so they know like what's available. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I never thought about that. Um, yeah, I'm sure that could be arranged. Okay. Um, when will the Odeon shows be back to full capacity? Uh, the hope is December 18th. All right. Um, so December 18th, though, we are keeping. We're keeping the two rows limited to 50, even though we were doing 65 front rows pre-pandemic. We're going to keep it at 50, but we're going to kind of, we're going to go back to that old setup on December 18th with the little catwalk off the stage. Uh, so, you know, you could fit a couple more seats there, but we're, we're going to keep that, lim- we're going to keep that limited to 50 just so we don't oversell it, right? Um, and just make sure everything is, you know, is good to go. Uh, and then, <coughs> so for December eighteenth, I switched it up a little bit. We're keeping the so we're keeping the limited fifty fifty, and we're keeping um, only uh, twenty on the stage. Where pre pandemic we were doing thirty on the stage, so we're keeping that kind of as it is. Um, I dropped the third row. I'm not, we're not going to do a third row. So we're just going to hopefully expand general admission, standing room only, right? Like, okay. So it's technically going to be full capacity, but the seats are still going to be limited. You know, the premium seating is going to be limited until, you know, we see, can, can we get back to that 65, you know, what, um, 
in a, in comfortable because, you know, we were squeezing people in there with 65 seats pre-pandemic. Uh, so now we kind of kind of reassess that. So I'm going to keep it at 50 for December 18th. And then, but we're going to go back to that old kind of setup where, you know, you can have the, you know, those couple seats and, you know, up against the staging or whatever. Okay. Um, does Joshua Bishop get an automatic title rematch or does he go back to the line? No, back of the line. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, there's really never been like a, uh, policy on that. Uh, it's really just kind of the story that's at hand. Uh, so we'll see, you know, they're doing a six man in November. Uh, there are some scheduling issues for December. So, you know, it, it may, may not happen until January. February or you know something else could happen okay you know there's uh, never like at, you know like AEW is very strict on their rankings and their you know uh, wins and losses and sure. I don't really you know I don't really subscribe to that I mean it really kind of depends on how the story is unfolding mm-hmm. so you know if we get there we get there um, have you ever thought of booking old school guys for meet and greet, like maybe Magnum TA, Barry Windham, or Nikita Koloff? Uh, yeah, Barry Windham, I've considered before. Um, not really Magnum or Nikita, because you know I don't know how known they were in this area. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I love the old school guys, obviously. Yeah. It just is a matter of, uh, you know, does it make sense? Uh, and, you know, I think we're going to try more of that. You know, there's more Akron dates on the on the lineup in 2022. So we'll experiment, you know, with some more legends and, and things of that nature. Um, here we go. When Steve is not serving up laughs and John wrestling dreams, what is the go-to dish they could make for family? <laughs> chicken fingers for John Thorne. Uh, Dinosaur-shaped chicken nuggets and some smiley face fries. I don't know. Not really, <laughs> not really much of a cook. Um, yeah, I can cook up some things. I like to get a little creative. It varies. The funny thing is like my actual family family always forgets that I can cook. And then when I do, they're shocked by it. And I'm like, as I've, I've worked in restaurants for years and I managed restaurants, like I know how to cook, you know? Um, I don't have a go-to dish that I make for anybody though. Uh, my girlfriend's a vegetarian, so she's not <laughs> like as easy. Salad is what I make her. Uh, probably something pasta oriented, to be honest. I like experimenting with what I throw in different sauces and do different stuff. I don't know. I guess yeah, that would be I'm not uh, not too good in the uh, in the kitchen. Um, we've touched on this, but I I know it was going to change, and maybe it has, or maybe it hasn't yet. But how does IWTV work for benefiting AIW? Is it by the event watched or time watching events? Uh, um. For the most part, it is by the time watched. That's really kind of how 
the payment works. Um, when you stream live, that's different. You know, if you're watching live, um, but typically for the most part, it's, you know, the time that you, you watch AIW on, on the service. Okay. Uh, next one was, uh, do the wrestlers have full control over their matches or have you had to uh, nix some ideas? <laughs> um, so sometimes, you know, they're given a kind of like basic layout and then sometimes, you know, they'll say, Hey, what if we did this? And a lot of the times it's, well, that doesn't make sense because of this, this, and this. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, things get nixed all the time, but it is like kind of a, you know, kind of like a free form, so to speak. Like, hey, this is the match. This is who should win. And then I let them kind of come up with the story of the match. Mm-hmm unless there's specific things that need to be accomplished. And then, you know, sometimes they just, you know, some guys go off the rails. Sometimes they try things and it doesn't work the way that I want it to work or, you know. Sometimes guys go off the balcony anyways. Yes, that as well, you know. <laughs> that, was a, that was a stern no, don't do that. <laughs> uh can the Duke earn the Bitcoin boys a tag team title shot if he were to defend the Haas division boot against Kaplan? Wait, say that again? It seems if like there's some math involved in that. There is some math involved. So if the Duke decided to put the Haas division boot on the line against Kaplan, would he be able to earn the Bitcoin boys a tag team title shot? What does Kaplan have to do with that? I don't know. I think it's just a little trade-off of trying to get the Duke to defend it against somebody very dangerous. Yeah, I don't know about that. Somebody that they think could just pummel the Duke. He's got a lot of people that want that boot, by the way. I mean, it's crazy. Tom Lawler wants a shot at it. Chuck Stone wants a shot at it. Razor Sharp. Razor Sharp. My goodness. Um, this is oh, This is a fun one. If you were forced to sing karaoke... What song would you select? Uh, I'm not. I'm not a big uh, performing artist. I know. I know. That's why I thought this was a good question for you. I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe some like 1992 Death Row. I could probably sing most of those songs. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, gin and juice. A little gin and juice. Yeah. yeah. Let's go with that. My go-tos are uh, Shaggy, either It Wasn't Me or Angel, or uh, Enrique Iglesias. Duke and I were actually just talking about this uh, with Dom and a couple of other people. Uh, the other night we went out to a BW3 after training, and uh, there was we did a, uh, like a, a bar gig a long time ago in Broadview Heights. And uh, we walked across the street to a bar, and they had karaoke. And, like, the Duke and Colin Delaney and Tim Donst and Corey Graves just, like, laid down 
so many karaoke tracks that night. Uh, <laughs> the Duke's go-to is uh, Let's Get It On. It is, yeah. By Marvin Gaye. Yep. So we uh, we were actually just talking about that the other day. We you know, Karaoke does have a history in AIW. We had the, um, the karaoke after party at uh, May Hall's down in the basement. We did that. Um, Colin Delaney was big that big on it there. Gringo Loco did it. Found out there that Eddie Kingston's go-to is Hello by Lionel Richie. Um, we did. We went to Corky's Karaoke Bar in Lakewood after the Gargano wedding. Uh, we got Josh, uh, not Josh Bishop, Josh Prohibition to go there that night. Yeah, uh, worldwide, 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 worldwide was taking bumps on the concrete floor. He's uh, got to go. He's got to go to one. It's like, uh, yeah, that's what he was doing. I don't remember what it was. It like so. Sam Cook or something. Yeah, Sam somebody. Um, yeah, who else was there? Britt Baker was there. Uh, that was a good time. That was a good night. And then uh, when else? We did karaoke after a Tequila Jack show out of Men Around the Lake. We went to a bar that had karaoke. Uh, for some reason, I feel like Colin Delaney again involved. He's and always involved in this karaoke. I mean, loves karaoke. There, there's been various, like, even, you know, pre, uh, pre-dating your time in AIW, like, bars that we wound up with that had karaoke. And uh, Colin Delaney, always involved in that. Yeah. Cheech, big fan of karaoke, too. We found this out at Good Company. Uh, I don't remember what his songs were, but Cheech did some, he laid down some karaoke there. So, it's, yeah. Karaoke is for the AIW boys and girls. Um, would you ever bring in local stars for meet and greets, like a former Browns or Indians player? Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't know if there's a ton of crossover, but yeah, typically, like athletes like that have fees that are so out there compared to wrestlers, you know, like gigantic, gigantic fees, you know, like that's why they do these big sports card shows and, you know, these other things, you know, you like, uh, car dealerships, you know, right, right, right. Uh, so I, I just think that there is, uh, a big kind of difference as far as payment is concerned. So, Probably not. Um, this is one that we unless it's Albert Bell, then I'll pay any amount of money. <laughs> or, or Craig Elo. Craig Elo would be amazing for me and greet. Um, we we've talked about this one before. We've gotten it before, and um, I, I know a big part of the answer. So the question is just streamers, okay or hell no. And I don't mind streamers. You, the reality of this is that um, Biggins was a big streamer. Biggins guy was a big streamer guy, and he, he would because he, he would sell them at the door. It was a little, yeah. it was a little money making scheme that he had yeah. going for the company. He would buy he would buy a bunch of streamers, and then he'd sell them for a buck a piece at the door. And then, and I think after you know he passed away, we weren't going out and buying streamers, and people were just so used to them being there. That you know, there's just not, there's not a whole lot of streamer action going on. You want to bring streamers? You bring them. Yeah, you, bring know, you coordinate it. I don't care. And we it doesn't also, bother me. 
we also stopped doing the uh, in-ring introductions. So, you know, no streamer action happening with those for the most part, except for, like, the title matches. But you could still throw streamers at people when they first come out, I would I would think, or when they first get into the ring, you know. It could still be done. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah streamers don't bother me. You just don't see a lot of streamers in wrestling in general right now, so. Yeah. That's true. Because maybe because Biggin stopped selling them for a buck. Um, that's why, yeah. Where? All right, I'm going. I'm going back now, trying to find these questions from last week. What are you looking for most in the new year for AIW? Uh, just you know, getting back to normal, like, uh, you know, just consistent consistent well-attended shows you know like we have a pretty ambitious schedule you know i I keep ominously uh letting everyone know that uh i believe we have 18 dates booked 19 dates booked and signed sealed and delivered with venues (coughs) i just want them all to do well you know like uh I, i i don't that that's really my only goal is to survive in Northeast Ohio, you know, as a, as a viable wrestling promotion, uh, that does not cost any of my personal money and, uh, maintains a, a high quality of presentation. That's really it, you know, in the ring that those are, those are really my only goals. I have no, goal to you know become this like world beater promotion you know like i just want to remain successful in northeast ohio and uh you know continue to you know provide good entertainment to you know our fan base really you know and 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 keep them coming to the events there you go uh that was it that's the last question the other one was um was repeated Somebody was wise and asked it again today, knowing that it didn't get answered last week. So there you are. Yeah, that's really it. I mean, you know, no, you know, big, uh, big plan, honestly. Just, you know, I, I think it, and this sounds bad, but, you know, like, uh, I've come to the reality that, you know, this is a side hustle or whatever you want to call it for me you know this is never going to be the the job number one uh it is uh a very self-sustaining uh business you know endeavor to do on the side and uh it took me a lot of years to come to that conclusion right and a lot of kind of uh humbling experiences so um that is what i want to continue to be you know i want to continue to be a you know successful staple in the northeast ohio area and you know continue to you know present a higher quality event than everything else you can see around here and uh keep our fan base coming to the events and happy, you know, that it's, it's really not a, you know, big grand goal. It's just, let's, uh, you know, 
make these 18 or 19 events next year successful. Bam. There you go. What is your what 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 is what is your idea for AIW, Steve? I throw it I throw it in your What's my idea your, for AIW? Your court. You know, yeah. the funny thing is we're uh it's funny, Derek and I were having this conversation when we were out, but I know that you and I to a degree disagree on where I AIW can go and what it can be. And I think that we just haven't found maybe the happy medium. Because while I don't think that we could be or even need to be this huge thing like, oh, we're going to compete with MLW or we'll be the next Ring of Honor or anything along those lines. I do think that there is money that can be made from AIW. I think that we create a quality product. Um, we create stars uh, and wrestlers. So I, th- I think that we have the opportunity. I think there are things that are untapped that we're, that we're not doing. And I think that we can expand and we can grow our audience, even without leaving Cleveland because of digital footprints and whatnot. And I think that I, we can... I don't, dis- I don't disagree with any of that. I mean... And, but I, I think that it can become something where we do, as the people who run things, make some money from it. Like, I, I, I think that we could, if we wanted to, run AIW like a, like a true business and... Um, you know, and maybe it's maybe it's always still a side business, but I think that it could be. Well, hey, it's listen, it's run like a business because I had to well, do, I, I, I had I to mean, do yes. my taxes recently. <laughs> it is run like a business. That is true. Uh, I had to go see the tax man, but uh, I, I think that you know I'm just kind of always erring on the end of being realistic about it. And uh, not getting too far ahead of myself and not getting in too deep because uh, that can happen all very easily in the sure. world of independent wrestling. Sure. Uh, you've, you know, independent wrestling promotions come and go and they're never thought of again. Uh, and they go and they're never thought of again, no matter how long they've been around, you know. So I'm very cautious about all that i do think there's obviously potential for growth potential to grow the fan base uh i don't think that there's potential to tour or you know take on that expense you know i i i think that you know we've probably seen the last of aw at a wrestlemania weekend um Unless it is, you know, in a more Midwestern, East Coast-ish, East Coast-ish area. Um, I'm just, you know, uh, I don't want to take, I don't want to you know, roll the dice and come up short. You know, because there's a lot of people that rely on this booking or whatever. Yeah. So... I feel it would be selfish for me to roll the dice on something and blow it for everybody. And that's a lot of pressure, you know? Sure. Uh, But you also want to grow. 
and you know keep that upward momentum. And yeah. that is really why, you know, hell on earth is a gigantic litmus test because we've done so many experiments since the pandemic, you know, whether it be go for broke or the comeback shows, you know, with nothing advertised, you know, we, we've tried so many different things, right? The true litmus test is going to be, okay, here we are, you know, we're, we're, putting together a pretty good lineup, star-studded lineup. We have a big place. Can we fill it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, can can we fill it? Because as much as we want to, you know, find that middle ground between, you know, what other people kind of in office jobs think we can do and what I think that we can, you know, realistically do and what Pedro thinks we can do, you know, there's all these varying ideas sure. it ultimately comes down to the fans and the fan support right like are people going to be there or are they not going to be there We're, like because we could do as much as we want and we can have as many ideas as we want but it's really about are people going to you know put their wallets on the table so to speak and come support it or are they staying home right like that's yeah yeah really it's as basic as that. So <clears throat> I just want to remain self-sustaining uh, because it's a lot of pressure on our fan base. And, you know, if you want to see this company continue to grow, you know, tell your friends, right? Like bring some new people. Like I, I know that uh, the – hardcore fan base is very territorial. We've discussed it a zillion times on this podcast. Well, I I do want to say to the credit of a lot of people, because the, the hardcore fan base can like everything continues to grow. And there are people who, if we looked at this five, six years ago or whatever, that maybe weren't a part of the hardcore fan base then, but have become so more now. Like maybe they just started going to shows back then. And I think that there are a lot of people like that who are starting to see, you know, like, uh, hey, this is really cool that we're seeing all these new faces. And they're remembering back, like, I was once one of these new faces. Like, this is really this is really great. And now there's even more people who have discovered it. I- so, you know, I think that's worth mentioning for, for them. But what I'm saying is, is you know, they they can be very territorial. Sure. You know? And Matt Cardona is a is an example of somebody who is an asset to potentially grow the company and bring new eyes. Right. Yeah. Very polarizing, though, to some of the hardcore fans. Uh, mm-hmm. Very, you know, resented. You know, in many ways. All we're trying to do is build up the rainy day fund again and get back to where, you know, we can get these debts paid off and we can get things rolling again. Cause the train was rolling in 2019. I've It was. Yeah. I, I guess, you know, so that's where I'd like to see us get back to, because when that train was rolling, then we could do more things. You know, I talk about expanding the digital footprint. I think that we can grow and we can, 
um, produce various things and and still it can reach people far beyond Cleveland, Northeast Ohio, Ohio, with the thought of those people are going to not necessarily want to come to town for every show, but uh, you know, let's say instead of the Goldsteins traveling in for a show, right? It's two of them. What if we have 10 people at every show that are like the Goldsteins that come in from the East Coast, and then you've got four people who come in from Michigan, you know what I mean? And and, and they're not there necessarily for every show, but you get pockets yeah, of groups of I mean, people like that, but, but it's because we're doing so much more stuff. And that's um, a plan. And, you know, and really that's the plan, and that's really about us getting locked back in and you know I, i've said it before i want to i i want to really test the you know the benefits of patreon and you know using that as a platform to yeah. produce more content and do more interactive things and you know there's live stream options on patreon and all these things that we can experiment with and uh i think you know especially you know we're all you know we're coming out of the summer there's snow on the ground today mm-hmm. i think that means for us we are probably going to have a lot more time to get together again and iron things out and um you know really start throwing some ideas together to where we can reach more people and do the things that you're saying you know yeah my whole thing is is really about the touring and all that stuff. I have sure. no desire to tour. Uh, I have, you know, the build it and they will come mentality. I've always had, you know, um, I had this talk with Bryce Remsburg 10 years ago. You know, he when we helped do a Chikara thing, you know, like a double header thing in, in Cleveland and, uh, you know, they were, you know, running ragged, you know, trying to tour and do all this stuff. And, you know, he was just like, no, this is this is the idea. You know, you have a home base. It's when we were, you know, we had the exclusive lease on Turner's Hall. And, uh, you know, everyone knew, you know, this is where you come for a show. And, <clears throat> you know, from there, you know, we moved that same mentality to, to Mount Carmel and, we grew even more. Um, so I really, you know, and there are benefits, obviously, to tour, right? But sure, there are expensive expenses, and you know, yeah. it, it does not. It, the touring does not work for my lifestyle. Uh, I, I just can't. I can't do it. You know, I have a decent job <laughs> that I cannot walk away from at this point. Yeah. Uh, but what, what's so where people need to realize, and when I was saying like you know like a, uh, you know when I'm saying running it like a, a business, I mean potentially sort of part time employees. So like there are a lot of things that I'm capable of doing, um, and I know that fans want us and want me to do them, you know, within the structure of the company. But this is where the realistic stuff comes in. If you're not supporting us, a la Gopher Broke, Gopher Broke meant that I. Uh, I was not going back to actual work full time and I was running low on funds folks like dangerously low. And, uh, but I committed to doing that. And that was 
40, sometimes 50 hours a week I'll, of I'll my say time. this about Go For Broke. Go For Broke kind of broke, put a bad taste, <laughs> put a bad taste in my mouth because, you know, all of these companies are doing this sponsor a match thing and all this other stuff and everyone's getting set money and, you know, no one, people are running these shows. They don't have a fucking care in the world. You know, mm-hmm. they don't care if anybody buys a ticket. And, you know, we try to do this different thing and, you know, uh, produce this thing. And it's like, you know, fan supported. And I mean, and this is not a knock because there were people that did send. There were. Stuff, yeah. But I mean, it was not, you know, when you're looking when you're hearing what numbers are when you're looking in, on yeah when you're yeah. looking at like blah 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 paid this much for this match on this show and like you know we're yeah. get it you know some guys are getting like uh 15 bucks five bucks you know like mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. just and that's listen i understand like not everybody has it right yeah but it was a reality check for me that like hey like our footprint obviously does not go as far as I thought it did, right? Like, I thought that this would be yeah, a slam dunk, you know, for all the performers. Like, I thought I, they were all going to do great, and they didn't. And a little resentful, you know, towards us for, you know, doing these, you know, long tapings. Uh, and it didn't pay off for them, you know? Like, so, you know, the go for broke thing really kind of put things in perspective for me to be like, whoa, like, you know, uh, maybe I got to leave this bubble for a minute. And, you know, uh, we're not, you know, we're not doing as, you, you know, we're not as, as big as I thought, or we don't have the reach that I thought, you know, like, uh, and, you know, it was disheartening, you know, when you see all these, you know, fan sponsored shows mm-hmm. that are bringing in a shit ton of money. Yeah. And, you know, you're bringing in, you know, I don't know, like a hundred bucks, like total. Right. 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 Over, t- yeah. over 10, 10 events. Yeah. Uh, and, and you yeah. know, there were people like Paul Greer and the Goldsteins that went above and beyond. Right. And, you know, a couple other people, the Goldsteins and, and Paul Greer went way above and beyond to kind of try to support us through, yeah. through the pandemic. But and, I mean, and I will say, obviously, you know, when you say five bucks, ten bucks, I just want to clarify what you mean there is that there are guys and gals from doing the show who only total got five or ten dollars. Correct. We're not we're not, not talking not like about five or ten yeah. bucks a person. We're talking yeah, total. like because I know that there were people who who did that, but gave five or ten bucks like twenty people. And I thought I thought Razor Sharp. I thought Razor up. Sharp was going to do great. He didn't. You yeah. Know? whiskers is pissed about it too yeah uh but you know that was just kind of a reality check for me and i know that you know we've uh, gone all over the place on this podcast today but uh you know that was kind of my reality check as far as well let's let's pump the brakes on any sort of goal setting or uh yeah we're gonna come out of the gate from the pandemic right where we were at you know because that was just like whoa like yeah, Fuck, like what happened? You know, like, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I mean. Like, there, are, I, I can see AIW, the capability of it going places. But the reality is, 
more time invested. It's only going as far as the fans are going to take us, though. You know, like, yeah, and and more time invested by everybody means like, okay, we're we're giving up time, doing other things, which means we're giving up money. So like we, you know what I mean? It's just when you need you, you the is reality money. is you need that fair compensation. Yeah, if if I have to sit here and work on AIW stuff, which folks I would love to do, um, it means that I can't go to work or. Uh, you know, I'm not taking a stand-up gig or something that I get paid for. So I, I got to get paid somehow. And uh, I would like to see us get to those those parts where people who are involved in the behind-the-scenes process, um, you know, it, it really is a, a thing where so many gears are starting to, to go that we can get some money off of it and, and use it as a some form of, of a job. Yeah. And you know, like uh, from my perspective, like I used to have a lot more time, but I got a new job last October and, you know, I've been doing, you know, 60 hour weeks, you know, like just like running ragged. And it's like, you know, even doing this podcast today, like I was like yeah. ready to, to fall asleep on the couch. You know, I had to like <laughs> force myself to come record this today because, you know, it's just like, uh, just, it's it's tough to go from job one to job two, you know, uh, and you know, especially me, I have a lot, of, you know, I have to, I have a lot of eyes to to dot and tease the cross as far as you know, the weeks leading up to a show, and you know, when you're leaving work, you know, you're kind of you're kind of you're kind of burnt on you know punching in at at, at job number two. You know, you just kind of want to watch TV and, you know, unwind from your actual work day like a normal person. Right. But it's like picking up another full-time job again. Uh, you know, so it's like uh, that question, you know, earlier, like, hey, would you present the 8x10s on Patreon in advance? That made me realize that, fuck, I have to order the 8x10s still. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, there's just a lot of things that, you know people don't think think about like it takes takes a tremendous a, a amount of time and you know we do have a good you know team i am good at, at delegating but you know i'm also delegating there's no you know it's it's a labor of love so to speak you know like yeah nobody's getting nobody's getting paid unless you know it's the show day you know like all the all the other stuff is kind of you know pro bono so to speak uh myself included i don't get you know i don't get anything uh <laughs> leading up or on the show day so the promoter is <laughs> the only one leaving with no money so uh it is uh it, it's it's a tough gig uh and i'm not complaining i, I love it it's it's ex giving me incredible memories but uh you know and i don't care like i personally i don't care about getting paid but you know other people do <laughs> so you know yeah, yeah. Uh, as discussed on this podcast right. yeah so it's like you know it, it's it's tough to grow because you need a team to grow uh so i don't know you know like the, the, that goals question has really taken us down a fucking rabbit hole here it did yeah it's but, good conversation uh, you know it it is uh it's tough, you know, I, but, you know, my goals always remain the same. Stay in business um, by any means necessary. 
and uh you know we survived the pandemic we took the hit uh of <laughs> a lot of you know the bills and all that stuff and not running events now i want to get back on track and get things rolling you know mm-hmm. and then you know maybe we can give some give some holiday bonuses or something <laughs> there you go folks jelly well, of the month club for the guy family <laughs> uh was jelly of the month club no keep the change of filthy animals was my first show jelly of the month club was the first show in mount carmel i think is that no jelly i don't know no because i ring announced jelly of the month club i think i think that was like a year after i had started Oh, keep, keep the change of the animal, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, December December is my uh, six-year anniversary? 2015. Wow. I Time think, is right? flying. Yeah, 2015 was the first year. It was when December 2015 is when I ring announced for the first time. That's crazy. That? That's nuts. Well, R. any R. final P. thoughts, John? R.P. Glenn Moore, that's my final thought. <laughs> I'm, sure Allegedly. I'm sure he's alive out there somewhere. Uh, in Jerry's house. Uh, yeah, any final thoughts? No, I mean. That was uh, it. That was the final thought. I got a lot of th- I got a lot of thoughts out today. This is, you know, ther- this is, therapy session. This is good for you. Cool. Well, hey, folks. Uh, you I will are, say, my final thought yeah. is uh, sign up to that Patreon again. You know, we're gonna listen to those new podcasts that we released last week. Uh, let us know what you want to see on there. You know, get at, get engaged in the Discord. Uh, you know, very interactive. Uh, I love riling up the residents of Brook Park, Ohio, in there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he doesn't listen to this, so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know. Um, uh, if we're gonna grow, you know, we we need uh, we need your support, and uh, I know I say it a lot, and it's a broken record, but you know, we aren't we are as legitimate as being an independent wrestling company as you know as there is, you know, like yeah, yeah. There's no sponsors. There's no backing. There's no investing. Like there's nothing. Right. Uh, it is. You know, we live and die by fan support. That's it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, some independents, you know, are doing better than others, right? Like, <laughs> that's the name of the game. Uh, but every independent needs your support or else they're not going to, you know, and I know you can't support them all, but I'm just saying you can't. Independent wrestling cannot exist without fan support that's just the reality of it 100 percent. there you go we're gonna leave it right there folks so come on out to hell on earth uh you have under two weeks grab your tickets bring your chairs and we will hopefully see you in east lake ohio on black friday day after turkey i'm more of a mashed potato sandwich guy yeah that's your thing for aiw owner John Thorne, my name is Steve Guy. We will talk to you next week right here on The Card is Going to Change.